Join Rowdy and Kyle every Monday and Thursday night for another episode of the Rowdy Magalite Show, sponsored by On Tire Tailgate System. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. at the track the hot pass racing network puts you at the track with arca and all the major nascar series from daytona to the final checkered flag the hot pass racing network is your inside pass all right everyone welcome to the rowdy maglot show hey it's uh thursday night and we're getting ready for a great weekend guys in arca menard series but we're going to bring in our first caller and our first driver Driver owner Alex Club of Club Race and welcome back, Alex. How's it going, guys? Going good, Alex. So uh going to IPR tomorrow. Uh what's your feelings on on the track there? Uh I I don't know. I've never ran there, so looking uh looking like it should hopefully be a good race. For us, I, I thinking so. Just uh, you know, new new place to go and everything like that. So it's hard telling where we'll stack up. Well, uh, Alex, when you started this adventure, did you ever dream you'd have two cars in an Arkham Menard Series race? I'm sorry, what's that? My phone cut out. I said. This year, or on your adventure of starting your new, uh, your racing uh, club racing, did you ever imagine that you'd be racing two cars in, in an Arkham Menard series? Um, I mean, it was kind of a plan going into the year. Uh, you know, it was kind of surreal to get to do it, but it was cool to get to do it. Uh, we had some issues that prevented us from running the second car, but, uh, you know, we were there with everything, and we... We were set up for a pretty good day, but the the three car ended up having the rod for the master bend, and it just kept, every time you hit the brakes, it'd apply a little more pressure and a little more pressure until the brakes were locked up. So a freak thing that I've never seen before, but lucky me, it happened to us, you know. Well, uh, there's a lot goes into that, Alex. You know, you've starting a new team and, and trying to build yourself up. And you're pretty much hands-on every piece that goes on that car, aren't you, Alex? Yeah, it's pretty much my second full-time job. Uh, I run my own business, and then I'm nonstop working on the cars. And um, It's a dream come true, but at the same time, it's a little bit of a nightmare because it, you're just nonstop working on stuff. And um, I've got a second car that we're working on getting completed. And it just we've had setbacks with the wreck at Charlotte and things, so we're working towards getting a second car done. So we have two cars at our disposal at all times. It's just 
it's cubic hours and cubic dollars to get anything done in this day and age. Yeah. So, uh, Rita Thomas, she raced under your, your number at uh, Mid Ohio, finished 19th. That wasn't too bad for somebody independent. Yeah, she did pretty good for what she's got. You know, she's got a she got a newer car, but she's got an older motor. Um, you know, it was one of those deals that she's just not got the experience, but she gave it her all and did the best she could. And, you know, we were, we were looking at a, an okay finish for her first time on a road course in the series and had some transmission issues. I think the linkage is what ended up hanging up. And, you know, being that she's a low-budget racer like we are, she didn't want to risk breaking the transmission because that would put her out for the season. So, you know, it's, uh, it, it was a little heartbreaking to see that happen. And she had a carburetor go bad at Berlin. So, you know, it, it just two races that didn't go real great, but you know, you got to look at the silver linings. The car went back in the hauler, not destroyed. So you can work on it, get it fixed and go from there. Uh, Alex, what, what do you think your, uh, thoughts on the dirt tracks the coin in springfield ah uh, i love them i wish i had better equipment because i think i could contend for the win on the dirt tracks i really do hey alex you got kyle here my first question for you is uh can you talk a little bit about how the competition has been in the arkham and art series this year it's uh it's definitely a step up it's a lot more this year than it was last year. So um, everybody's faster. There's more faster cars that are showing up every week. You know, we could run and be, you know, a 10th place car on a decent day. And, you know, on a good day now, we're about 18th place car. So um, there's more cars. There's more quality cars. You know, there's only about five or six of us in the back that are the slower guys that are left. And, you know, we're uh, we're dwindling as the years go by, and, you know, just for us, when there's more better equipment, we run further back. So I think that we're better than we were last year with our team. It's just the thing of everybody has stepped their stuff up so much. I mean, we're going to tracks, and some of the time there's, you know, six cars left on the lead lap, and, I mean, there's 15 to 18 good cars there. So... It's it's really honestly crazy how much the series is evolving and people don't even don't even realize it from a equipment standpoint, a tech standpoint, and everything like that. My second question for you is uh, kind of a follow up. Uh, you know, uh, you know how what were what were conditions like at Pocono? Um, there was a testing day, and then um, of course the race was was shortened, but. Um, I mean, what was what were what were track conditions like? Um, I know a lot of drivers are talking about the resin. Um, I mean, what what did you see out there? I didn't think that the resin was that bad, but at the same time, it was my first time there. I had to work, so I wasn't able to make the test. So we ended up just showing up and ran, and we had an issue where we knocked a hole in the oil cooler, so. That put us out early. We ran about 10 laps of practice, 7 laps of the race. Um, I liked the track. It just, you know, 
took a little bit of getting used to, getting used to going that fast. And the other thing that always sucks for me is we're trying to do all 20 races. So at the end of the day, I can't run the car 100% for fear of wrecking it or something like that. So, you know, it's it's fun to get out there and run, but at the same time, it's hard to push our equipment, especially when we know we don't have the greatest of equipment to begin with. But we're out there just doing what we can. But I really liked the track. I'd like to go back there again next year for sure if, you know, if we don't have somebody that's going to be in the car. But um, it was definitely a new experience, and that's what I like about getting out and running those tracks. My last question for you is originally what I wanted to ask as my follow-up. Uh, I noticed there have been a lot of, of drivers running from other series, like running, you know, double duty, whether it's Xfinity or or truck series, um, you think, you know, do you think that's good for them to get that extra track time because of the limited time of practice and qualifying that all three series have had this year? I think so. The way I look at it is every single race, if you're not beating guys that are running other series and that are running, you know, Cup and Xfinity and truck, you're not really beating anybody. you got a lot of young kids with, limited experience you know people always say oh you know kyle bush goes down to trucks and xfinity and kills everybody shit i wish he would show up to an arca race and run an arca race you know that would show where the measuring stick is with the new talent coming up but i don't think we'll ever see that day where he does that but i i wish we had two or three truck or xfinity guys or you know a cup guy here and there every race i think it would be great it gives you a a great measuring stick on where you line up and where you're at with your career. I, I think you're right, uh, Alex. If you don't if you don't play good competition, how can you get in, get better? I mean, you know, uh, you got to you got to race better, better. Figure. Rowdy. Yeah, Kyle. Yep. Does, does Todd have anything for Alex? I do. Alex, going into this weekend, how much further ahead do you think about going to the next race? (laughs) We're already thinking about Watkins Glen where we got Casey Carden back in the car. I mean, I'm honestly, I'm trying to just get through this weekend, get through Michigan, and realistically, we're getting through Michigan, and the day we get through Michigan, the car is going to get torn apart and set up for a road course, everything gone through. So pretty much this weekend and next weekend, it's just going through the motions, getting the best finish we can without Carhartt tearing anything up. Um, I mean, we're, we're honestly even looking towards the, uh, the dirt races and that because we're trying to get the second car done for that because we've got, you know, Watkins going Friday, then Springfield Sunday, we don't really we don't really have the time in one day to convert the car over. So basically if we get the second car done then we're gonna race Springfield. If we don't, we're probably just gonna go start and park Springfield just because it's just not worth taking a car there that's not set up right for it and just beat a Elmore to death for a hundred miles in the dirt. Right. Well, I'm looking forward to uh working with you at Watkins One. Yeah, I think it'll be a good time. We're looking forward to, to seeing you out there and uh, hanging out and 
hoping that we have a good race, and hopefully this one's not in the rain like Mid-Ohio was, but if it is, we'll be ready. You know, Alex, isn't that the best thing about the Arkham Menard Series is people like Todd who come out and volunteer and be part of what you do, and you have you, the UNIC students. Have you got any UNIC students on your team? Do you use Yeah, them? yeah, no, it's great. And, uh, yeah, we've got three uh, UNOH students. we got Ashley, Dan, and uh, I can't think of the other kid's name, Ryan. Ashley, Dan, and Ryan, they've been there off and on all year for us. Uh, they're great kids. They're learning a lot. They're having a good time. And they're learning the crappy part about racing that underfunded teams – have issues and part failures and stuff that's out of their control. So um, they've been there for the ups and downs of Charlotte and Kansas and, um, you know, Pocono, which going out and running a few laps and either having someone crash or having a part failure isn't any fun. But they're they're learning a lot, that's for sure. They're getting the full uh, full experience with it. Alex, let's – you know, give some thanks to the guys that help you at the shop to get you to the track to where you can go round and round. Yeah, I got to thank uh, my dad, Brian, my brother, Nick. Um, they're two of the biggest guys that, that help. Uh, mainly it's my dad. My brother comes when he can, but he works a lot. Um, you know, I do a lot on the stuff, but it's just people here and there. Um, after we wrecked at Charlotte, you know, my buddy Tony Blowers, he was over and – uh, Ryan and Ashley, the UNOH kids, came a couple times. And, I mean, they were driving from Ohio to come on a weekend and work on the car and stuff. So um, we've got a lot of great people that they come and they help when they can. And it just uh, it's hard in this day and age in this economy to, to drive three, four, five, six, seven hours to come work on cars and help with stuff. And do, we, uh, we appreciate everybody we got, and everybody works their butts off and, tries to make this thing the the best they can and you know it's uh it's it's just nice to have the help that's for sure uh sponsors uh alex well uh pretty much we've only got a couple of them that are on the car off and on uh flowers with jazz she was on the car a few times that's my aunt she owns a flower shop in uh in western Indiana, um, we got Clayton's Tap that they they come on board here and there when they can, um, and then we got Josh's Eggs and Gary's Speed Shop. Um, everybody kind of chips in what they can, and um, you know, they're none of them are multi-million dollar sponsors like we need, but every little bit, every fifty, hundred bucks counts, and that's what uh, that's what gets us to the track. So that's what helps a lot. Absolutely. And where can they follow you at, Alex? Keep up with your Arkham and R series. I've got a Twitter account. Um, I think it's at Alex Club 3. And then we have our Facebook page. That That's the main thing that I do. Um, it's Club Racing Inc. on Facebook. And that's uh, I think that's all we got. I don't think we have anything else. Uh, Alex, to end the year, what do you think about where they're ending the Arkham Menard series is ending up in Toledo. What do you think about that? I think it's awesome because Toledo is basically the, you know, the heart of the Arca series. That's where, where it was born. That's where it's out of. Um, I love it. I think it's awesome. I mean, I they've had too. some ridiculous races there. You know, I, 
I like to always think back to 08 when Stenhouse uh, and uh, Scott Speed wrecked each other and junked their stuff, and Al Guyer ended up winning the points. I mean, you can't have that kind of a race at a mile and a half or a two-mile track. You know, good old short track, that's what produced that, and that's what we need to get back to is short track. Alex, appreciate it. Looking forward to seeing you at Toledo and hopefully somewhere in between there. Yes, sir. Sounds good. Thanks a lot, Alex. Thanks, Alex. Yep. Yep. You guys have a good night. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway, August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. All right, everyone, I'd like to welcome to the show Dylan Mambo. Hey, Welcome to the show. Man, it's going great, uh, Dylan. Uh, so you got the big go-kart deal going tonight. Isn't that correct, Dylan? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, we're going to be out there at uh, at Fisher's Place. It should be pretty fun. I'm going to, gonna, you know, wrestle with some of the media folks. So, Dylan, you actually got your start in go-karts. Where would automobile racing be if the go-kart had never been invented? Oh man, probably nowhere. I mean, you gotta you gotta be able to start small. You gotta be able to start small and you know make your way up. If everyone just started a full size car, it'd be be pretty tough to have the talent that we have in the, in the racing going on now. So, kind of looking back at at what you started, you started in go karts and then moved on into to a little late models. Uh, that late model scene, you you made it to the snowball derby. Kind of tell us your feelings of being at snowball derby. Uh, yeah, Snowball Derby is one of the best events, one of the best events uh, in the country, hands down. Um, if you haven't been, you definitely need to get there. You know, I got to run the Snowflake. I've ran that twice. I ran the Myrtle Beach 400 before Myrtle Beach uh, disappeared once. Um, competed in a couple milk bowls up at, up at Thunder Road. Those those big events, uh, those marquee events are just so important um, for a short track racing. And they're always a, a blast to be at and to have a, a week-long event. In Pensacola, uh, it's a good time to get away. It's still cold, even though it's in Florida, but it's always a good time to be down there. So you you jump out of your light model, now you're jumping into Arca Menards, into an Arca car. You had your first race at uh, IRP. What what's your feelings, Dylan, on on going to IRP this weekend? Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it um, because I'm super excited about it because you know we. We've just—I've been trying to get to this level for a really long time, and uh, you know the the Arca series is is just a great series to be a part of. And uh, I got all my my friends and family back home. We're going to be able to watch uh, on FS1 tonight, six o'clock, or not tonight, but tomorrow uh, on FS1. So you know, just just being here it means a lot. It's taken a lot, uh, me and my family, to get here. So we're just going to enjoy it. So, uh, Dylan, you make Lucas Oil, you make this race. Next year, you're thinking about maybe Super Speedway, uh, Daytona, Talladega? No, no, I got to be honest. I don't have any um, 
past past what we're doing, I haven't even thought that far out. You know, I, I'm just looking to to enjoy this experience, um, compete hard with everybody, and and we'll see. You know, it takes takes a lot of effort to put these things together um, from different people, and it's just really hard to do it. So I'm just gonna enjoy it one one at a time, and if uh, if we get an opportunity to go racing some more, definitely gonna go off and do that. Hey Dylan, it's Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks for coming on today. Uh, I, I'm, my first question is: I'm curious to ask you. Um, you know, uh, you're going to Lucas Oil Raceway, uh, one of the premier short tracks in the country. Uh, what have you seen out of old races there? Um, what are what are some key things that you've taken away, maybe from prior races, that could help you out Friday evening? Um, I think it's just you know being consistent. Uh, it's usually hot out there, so you know taking in that effect and staying mentally locked in is going to be super important. Um, it's a place that it looks really um, appetizing to really charge the corners, but um, the problem is if you, if you don't get the car rotated and pointed right uh, sooner than everybody else, then, then you're going to have a long night. So making sure that we get the car pointed in the right direction so so I can feed it throttle um, I think is going to be really important. Uh, but you know, I only got 45 minutes of, of practice, and that 45 minutes will be the first time I've, I'm in a car all year. And then, you know, luckily we're kind of stage racing. We got 75 laps um, in the first stage before a break, and then we go to lap 125. So hopefully between the 45 laps and then to lap 125 in the race, we'll we'll be in good shape and be able to uh, make a charge to, to a good finish. My second question for you is, do you feel like the track is going to expand lanes? You know, you think, you think the top's going to come in at all, or you think it's going to mainly be a bottom-feeding kind of night? Uh, it's hard to say. I mean, looking at the – watching the video from, you know, 2018 um, when, when Arca was there. I guess they were there not too long ago, but what? 2018-19. Uh, it seemed like it was kind of you kind of let it drift up in the center and then uh, kind of pull it back down to the to the middle groove, um, and that's that's for a lot, there's a lot of speed and a lot of grip. Uh, but if you can't do that, you might need to have to utilize the bottom because I, I think the top will will be there and that'll be where everyone's trying to run. So you gotta you're gonna have to find a way to get around people. So um, you're really gonna need to which this track is good for it. You can search around and find different groups to run. So hopefully uh, hopefully we'll be able to do that and, and be able to slice and dice our way through the field. Your ARCA debut coming up, uh, I mean, what, what? I mean, are you setting a goal or an expectation? Um, I mean, what are what are you doing look going in, looking into this race Friday tomorrow? No, I mean, the goal is to enjoy it, really. I mean, I got a lot of a lot of partners, a lot of friends that are involved with this. You know, I got Tyler Young's Motorsports is, is the car, obviously. AJ Almendinger, we did a, a throwback to for him, um, and he's a part of this. Maestro's Classics um, and, and Team Dylan Management, they've they've really stepped up and uh, and um, made it to where we could be here. And then I got Elliot custom carts and, and uh, trailers, and they, they're based out of out of Indy, so it's a big deal for them to be on it. Um, Mark Mamba, the mayor podcast, is on the hood. So everybody who's involved with this, and even, even Coleman Presley, who's a buddy who's going to be spotting for me, everyone who's involved with this effort is a friend. So just enjoying racing uh, with my friends and, and competing at a high level. That's really that's the goal, and uh, I feel like we'll be able to accomplish that. Kyle, you got a follow-up? 
Yeah, I had a follow-up there, uh, uh, Dylan. I almost forgot. I almost said Brad. <laughs> but, uh, Dylan, <laughs> um, I, w- I just wanted to ask you about uh, the, the tire wear. I think you were mentioning it earlier. Um, you, yeah. you think maybe, like, you know, tires are going to make the difference in that race? You know, I mean, you look at a guy like Travis Braden who won the race in 2015. Um, I mean, what, what, I mean, what else are you looking out of getting that? Um, you know, I mean, like, cause you know, that Young's car has been, you know, has shown to have a lot of speed at times. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they put it on the pole at Pensacola, which is another place that, you know, gets really wore out. So, um, I think we're going back with a, with a similar, similar package. Uh, Leland, uh, Honeyman Jr. did a good job driving this car before. So, um, you know, this place usually gets wore out. I mean, wears tires out pretty quick. So tire management is going to be going to be a thing. But the thing that happened in 15 um, that that isn't happening now and in prior races is the state the stage kind of version of racing with the with the brakes. So it kind of takes a little bit of that strategy out. Um, you can't get really off sequence with your tires with everybody else the same way as you could before. So um, we'll just have to manage that and uh see what we can do I, th- I feel like by by the time it you know we're to that last part of the race i hope that we're pretty well dialed in and hopefully by that point the driver hasn't fallen out of the seat and we can make some noise dylan my follow my my actual follow-up was uh talk a little bit about the podcast with Corey lajoy how did that go um you know where where can they find it where can they see it um you know what what were some of the things you took out of it yeah, uh, Stack and Pennies, uh, we were on there um, earlier this week. Uh, you can find that on uh, nascar.com forward slash podcast. Um, and that it's good. It's always good to talk to your friends and, and, you know, conversate about race cars. And that's what that's really what we were doing. And Corey and, and Skip uh, have done a really good job with that show. And, you know, Chuck Bush and Jonathan Merriman are on there as well. And, and Everyone's insight is fun, and it's always laid back. Um, I know for sure we're going to be talking about talking about this race uh, on Mark Mamba and the Mayor podcast um, next week as well. So you'll be able to get a little recap recap of that. And then uh, NASCAR is doing a little follow docu. Um, we're calling it the Road to Indy. So I think August fourth uh, that'll be out on NASCAR.com, and then. YouTube and uh, all the other social platforms. So there's going to be a lot of coverage of it, which is really cool, uh, bringing a lot of attention to to ARCA and short track racing. And, and that's what we need. I tell you, short track racing, it's it's really the heart of NASCAR. I mean, they, they kind of got away from it, but they we're easing back into that in the road course. Uh, what's it like? Dylan hanging out with AJ Armadinger. I've been around him a couple of times, but man, he is just some kind of right to be out and about on the night. Yeah, AJ is a he's a wild man, and, that, and that's that's why we we get along so well. And we're just always cutting up, um, always busting each other's balls pretty hard. Uh, but it's nothing but love, you know what I mean? He's he's one of the one of the more talented drivers to strap in. And he's won in everything he's he's raced. So to to have his respect and his friendship and that brotherhood means a lot. Um, you know, and that's what the garage is really about uh, for the most part. So uh, I'm excited that he's a part of it. We did the throwback to his first champ car win about 16 years ago in Portland. Um, 
we unveiled that, and he he really appreciated that. So uh, there's a lot of pressure because he won in that scheme. So I at least gotta I at least gotta run well in it to uh, to keep that keep that going. So let's talk about your sponsors for the race this weekend. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, so on the hood is Mark Mamba, the Mayor Podcast. Um, we got uh, the Tony Elliott Foundation um, is on board. Tony Elliott Foundation, they they do a really good job at uh, giving racers opportunity to race like like they are with me. Uh, they do a lot in the in the dirt world with the Chili Bowl and sprint cars. Um, Elliott's custom carts and, and trailers. We actually got a motor coach. They just dropped a new motor coach line, uh, so that's going to be out at the track, which is cool. Uh, we got Maestro's Classics, which Maestro's was on um, the truck at MDM when Bubble won at Michigan, and I was doing the uh, PR there. So it's kind of a full circle, full circle situation there for us. And then you know, Lowline Live redid the scheme and everything. Did a great job and. Uh, visual innovations, you know, they they printed all the graphics and everything, and um, it's just been a really cool effort. Uh, everyone involved, like I say, has been a part of my life and my career for, for the last 12 years, so it's really cool. I tell you, if heaven's like racing, it's going to be awesome, man. Yeah, you ain't lying, brother. Amen to that. I mean, it's going to be awesome. Uh, tell everybody where they can follow you, Dylan, this, on your adventure. This weekend, yeah, uh, all my socials are the same. Uh, Mamba Smith thirty four, uh, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all that good stuff. You can you can find me all there. Um, all my my DMs and everything are open. If you ever want to have a conversation or just you know for anything, reach out. I'm pretty accessible. Um, but yeah, man, I'm looking forward to this weekend. Dylan, we surely appreciate you taking time out to be on the Rowdy Maglot Show and looking forward to seeing you at your track soon and hearing how you finish this weekend. Appreciate it, guys. Looking forward to the uh, the Reese's 200. Like I say, it's going to be uh, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, FS1 live, and then it'll be, uh, it'll be on MRN as well. So if you can't make it out of the track, there's plenty of ways to watch. Thanks a lot, Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Appreciate it. All right, Kyle. Uh, big night at IRP. That's hard to get over, IRP. That was a really good interview, Rowdy. Done good. He's a, he's a professional, Kyle. Yeah, he's been around the, the motorsports media before, so he knows what he's doing. Yes, he does. So we got, uh, we've had Alex and, and then uh, Dylan. We got Ken coming up next, Swarzy, uh, Kyle. Uh, Alex like Pocono, wants to come back, be able to race. I don't know what it is with people in Pocono on their first time, but every time they, they go to Pocono, they want to go back. Well, I know Kyle is like me. It, it, it's it's a special place. You you got to you just got to be there. It's just different, Rowdy. I understand. I understand. So, Alex is going to try to do the whole 
twenty race series. That's that's his goal. That's uh that's a big undertaking. It's a big deal, Rowdy, and uh you know, having Alex Club on and that team trying to attempt all twenty races, that is a big deal for a small team like that. So uh I think we're gonna see some of it most of the same the rest of the year and I know they got some pretty big races coming up here in the next few months. I wanted to ask uh Dylan about the uh Allison series that he raced in, won the championship. I did didn't get to, Kyle. Uh, he was he raced in that series. Yeah, Rowdy, you can't hit everything, but we I think we did a good job with it, you know, with what we were up against. Um, taping it in the middle of the afternoon, so um, that and Brad Perez, um, two good, really good stories to follow, both attempting their debuts this weekend, and uh, I think it's you know it's good to have both of them on. It's been a busy day, Kyle. It's been a busy day. It has been a busy day. So, uh, Kyle, it looks like Kurt is uh, out another race here, and uh, he's not going to be able to, uh, well, he's he's giving Ty a good opportunity to to get some seat time in the new car. Yeah, Ty's going to get another start at the Indy Road Course. Uh, You know, top 20 finish in the 2311 car at Pocono, and uh, on such short notice, you know, Kurt Busch in the final round of qualifying Saturday backed it into the wall, um, sustained concussion-like symptoms, and uh, Ty Gibbs has stepped up to drive the 45. And Rowdy, I would not be surprised if Ty Gibbs runs good at the Indy Road course. Uh, he won the Xfinity pole there last year. Um, didn't have the result that he wanted in the race, but, uh, you know, he's really become the, the premier road course racer out there as well. Uh, hey, I think he's going to do pretty good there, Kyle. I mean, everybody's on an equal footing in that car right now. There's a couple of them got a, well, he's done road courses, so not in the new car. Well, we really don't know how much experience he's had in the car because of his granddad. Hey, and if my granddad owned, owned the give, I mean, if he's owned a racing shop, I'd be in one too, wouldn't you, Kyle? Yeah, I would, Rowdy. I wouldn't want to road a, uh, do a racing shop. Well, Rowdy gets our guests uh, going here. Um, you know, we've had a busy night. We've had two guests on, and Rowdy is getting our guests set up for tonight. Uh, Kevin Schwarzy from Supercars TV Today is coming on, and uh, we're just wrapping up, uh, getting it all set together. And, uh, yeah, big show tonight, Alex Club early on. And then uh, we heard from Dylan Mamba-Smith, who's going to be running his ARCA debut with Young's Motorsports uh, Friday night at Lucas Oil Raceway Park, Indianapolis Raceway Park, or whatever it's called. Um, so that'll be interesting. Uh, you know, we, I know we'll have Brad Perez. We'll talk to him after uh, Kevin tonight. Uh, we'll, have, uh, we'll, have, we'll talk to him this afternoon. We'll play that. And there's just a lot of good stuff here at the Rowdy Maglite Racing Media. Uh, got to go to Pocono last week. That was really in- enjoyable. Um, catching Friday and Saturday's events along with part of Sunday. So um, good to you, remember you can catch this, uh, the, the the photos on RowdyMagLight.com 
uh, look for my articles, look for my photos, and uh, 242 photos uh, from Pocono. Uh, look at all of them. Uh, took a lot of photos over the weekend. I want to thank, say thank you to my mother uh, for letting me use her camera. And, uh, yeah, uh, just waiting here for uh, Rowdy to uh, bring our guest in. So, um, yeah, it's been a, been a good week. I know we got the ARCA Menards Camping World Truck Series doubleheader. And uh, I think we have our guest, Rowdy, correct? Uh, you you do, Kyle. And I'd like to bring on first time in, and I'm ashamed to say it, but, hey, it won't be his last time, Kevin Swarzy. Welcome oh, to the Rowdy. I appreciate it. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Kevin. We get to see each other at the track. Well, until COVID, we used to see each other pretty regular at the track. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Started with where you was started the first time I seen you, you was working with uh, Brad Smith. Yeah, yeah, I was. Uh, first off, uh, appreciate you guys having me on the show and uh, check this out the old bucket list being on Rowdy Maglite show and Maglite show and uh, <clears throat> really ha- you know glad you have me on. Uh, Kyle's that you know the grindstone worker here and uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> that's when we first met. I mean, Brad's been a regular guest, uh, you know, and uh, I'm back with Brad now doing his PR, uh, but do a lot of other things in the racing business, too. So, uh, you know, where do you want to get started? (laughs) Well, let's talk about uh, your Supercars TV Today show. Well, thank you. Appreciate it. It's kind of a a labor of love. It's uh, Supercars Today TV. I... uh, Back in the early 90s, 1991, I started a, 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 I call it a news magazine, covering the ARCA, at the time, ARCA Permatech series. Uh, and then, you know, I call it Supercars Today after the Supercar series. Uh, traveling up and down the roads, didn't miss a race for about six years. I was rivaling Ron Drager there for a while, President ARCA, not missing a show uh, until about the end of 1996. Um, writing all the stories, taking all the pictures, laying it out, paying the bills. That was the fun part. And uh, <laughs> um, basically the Internet kind of, you know, kind of did me in. But uh, then went to freelance stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, the admin, admin of YouTube, I thought, you know what? I know all these people. Let's get them on the show. So we've had uh, – I've interviewed Bobby Bowser, Joe Rutman, uh, Scott Stovall, uh, you know, 1982 Champ. uh uh, doing Ken Rowley right now. He's uh, uh, ran USAC and NASCAR. Uh, had some old audio interviews we put up, like you know some of the guys doing their podcast, like uh, Bob Keselowski. Uh, got a couple surprises coming up. Uh, just starting to get into some content. Uh, you know, we'll look back on some of Jeff. Pur- uh, although Jeff Purvis's ARCA wins, so uh, I appreciate you guys watching. It's uh, it's a uh, it's probably the most fun thing I've done in racing. Sorry, Brad. You know, no offense, but uh, no offense, guys, of being on the radio. But uh, I really enjoy uh, putting the the channel out there. I, I've seen you at the track, actually filming a couple of uh, interviews, uh, Kevin, and that's what uh, inspired me to start watching and, and seeing some of your stuff. But you know, Arca really has evolved in the in the last what seven years, eight years. Do you like the way it's? From composite, from steel body to composite, and the Elmore and the competition. Now, the now, come on the now, car. you're gonna hit, you're gonna hit me with that loaded question. <laughs> well, um, 
you know, when I when I first started going to ARC, it was actually uh, I live outside of Detroit, so Flat Rock Speedway is, you know, what straight down Telegraph for me, twenty minutes, and bam, we're there. So I've I've watched them come from. Uh, at the time, they were big old, you know, tanks, you know, uh, steel body, chrome bumpers, chrome bumpers. On that little tiny track, yeah, and and watched them evolve into kind of those. You know, like Jack Bowers used to call them Saturday Night Specials. You know, the, the left-hander chassis, there, all the weights offset. And then they went, you know, they finally went to the, uh, uh, it went away from the, the, you know, you had the truck arms and the three links, and then they went to the one chassis. And uh, and then, then you went to the Twisted Sisters, you know. And now we're into the composite bodies. Um, I'll be honest, I think my favorite, uh, my favorite era is probably, probably the 70s and the composites because, I think they look the most like uh, race cars, you know, and, uh, you know, uh, you know, ARC has had to do what it's had to do. You know, I mean, they're, they're a business as well. They've got to survive. Uh, you know, they've got a lot of people they've got to, got to uh, please. I also did a stint as the ARCA truck series, a PR guy. And I'll tell you what, that really opens your eyes when you're on the other end, <laughs> you know, when you're an official to see instead of, okay, you got all these people, you know how you got, you guys know how it is. You get a guy come running up to you and say, man, we need to do a story on this, that, and the other. And, and, you know, it's one-sided. And then you go to the other side and you're an official and you go, Oh, Hey, wait a minute. You know, let's look at it from the group standpoint. So, um, I hope that answers your question. <laughs> well, here's a, here's a loaded one. What's it like working with uh Don Rutterball? <laughs> I, you know, Unfortunately, my last year of my magazine was 1996, and Don didn't come on until 97. But I'll tell you what, uh, I, I'm, I'm sorry I missed all the stories about Abraham Lincoln because uh, <laughs> <laughs> he seems like he's got a lot of them. <laughs> he, he does. Uh, seems Don's, like he's got a lot of them, yeah. Good he's guy. He's a character. Good guy. Yeah, he really is. And that's guy. like working with yeah. the Arkham Menard series, Kevin. That's, uh, I mean, he, to me, it's just like one big family. I couldn't agree more uh, because my first start in professional racing was 1983. And, you know, some of your, your uh, younger fans, wink, wink, <laughs> uh, remember Grand National Scene, which evolved into Winston Cup Scene, then NASCAR Scene. Uh, that's where I started from 83 to 91. So I started on the NASCAR side, and I still got a lot of friends from that era. But, you know, today, no offense to anybody on that side of the fence, but you just – have such a hard time getting to know people, you know, it's such a stressful environment and such a kind of cutthroat business and, you know, and everybody thinks you're there to steal their job and take what they got. And you come to the ARCA races and, you know, still people, Hey, how you doing? And they recognize you and stand around having a cup of coffee and just a, just a bit, one big family, you know, I mean, just, just love it, you know? Hey, Kevin, you got Kyle here. First of all, thanks for coming on tonight. Uh, my first question for you is uh, talk a little bit about your Jeff Purvis video. Uh, I really liked it. Um, you know, he did really good within the ARCA, ARCA series. I think it was the ARCA Hooters uh, Super Cup series at the time Well, when you were covering it. But, uh, yeah, I, you know, the issues and everything. You know, um, I was lucky to get a, a grab a few issues at the Motorsport Show a few years ago. But, but just talk a little bit more about your magazine and how that went. Well, Kyle, first off, 
you know, my buddy Kyle, if he wasn't bugging me about all the races I got on DVHD, I would, I don't know if I'd hear him. Just, just kidding. <laughs> we, uh, we trade, uh, 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 broadcasts back and forth, some of the stuff today and on YouTube. And, and, uh, that's a good time. Uh, you know, I'm pretty envious of his collection and he's pretty envious of mine. Um, the Jeff Purvis, uh, deal, you know, I, I like doing the interviews, but you know, there's some stories that have to be told, you know, and, and I felt that one of them was uh, Jeff Purvis's and uh, him and Jeff, uh, him and, Jeff, uh, him and uh, James Finch uh, were a very formidable team uh, when they got together and ran their first ARCA race in 1989 in the old uh, Kodak uh, Morgan McClure stuff. And I mean, they didn't win right out of the box, but boy, they were real competitive. And then what they did is they put together their own, stuff uh you had johnny allen as the crew chief uh you know and running a very limited schedule you know super speedways i mean their first win 1993 daytona arca race <laughs> that was uh <laughs> that's the uh the race that they had i always even say 98 car wreck on the second lap so even jeff said at the time that was you know he watched half of his competition go to the garage um, he proved it wasn't a fluke later on in the year when he won in Michigan and then Atlanta. And Jeff was just a great driver. I think he just suffered a little bit of circumstances. I mean, he, he was Neil Bonnet was killed the following year at Daytona in the Country Time car, um, and he was uh, Jeff was also on uh, the Steamball podcast done by my uh, friend Rick Houston, um, where they actually interviewed Jeff. So great minds think alike. But anyway, uh, he said he hadn't even thought about running cup at the time and so you know he'd run for bobby allison he'd run for you know uh james then and uh uh i i think that he was sometimes in the wrong place at the wrong time and uh but what a talent you know uh terry shirley used to be uh frank kimball's crew chief and terry shirley worked with frank and jeff purvis uh terry was jeff's crew chief at the uh the bruco car when he uh, wrecked at, Nash, at Nazareth and would basically put him out of racing. And Terry said that, uh, guys, he said, probably the best I've ever worked with, he said, both natural talents, got a feel for the car, know what's coming, you know, can, can see things, you know, from a mile away. And uh, I just, I would think that that, if somebody's doing content for YouTube, that might be a, a good uh, YouTube program is to look back at what could have been. Uh, I didn't know Jeff well. Uh, I knew a lot of his guys pretty well, Johnny Allen and those guys pretty well. Uh, I always like to play pranks in the pits. They'd have their little pet snake. They'd have a little black string out on pit road. We park on pit road, and they people walking by, fans walking by, and they go watch a snake, and they kind of jerk the string a little bit, and you know, <laughs> you can't help but waste a half an hour watching the fans jump. It's probably not nice, but you know, just a good time at the uh, ARCA races. So. Uh, uh, yeah, Jeff Purvis, I, I would have liked to have seen what he could have done with a little more backing. My second question for you is, uh, when doing the magazine, what was your favorite story to, to do? Hmm, I think my favorite story was Iggy Gatona, uh, because I didn't do a lot, since it was basically me, uh, I'm, I'm such a cheapskate, that I, I basically did all the writing, because I'm my cheapest, uh, you know, employee, so... I didn't get a chance to do a lot of features since I never flew, I never flew to a race on 130 some races, uh, you know, drove there, drove back, 
you know, getting the race reports ready, laying them. I didn't even have a, 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 com- a computer. I was cutting and pasting on graph paper. And uh, so when I had the chance to get a hold of Iggy, he was living in Florida, and uh, I had an a, a answer machine I could record at the time. We're talking early 90s. Now you can record anything. but So I, I hit record, and I just started asking him questions, and he kept saying, oh, you need to come on down. I'm thinking, well, I'm interviewing you now. And he just told me the greatest stories. And I'll tell you what, if I can find that, t- I know I got it somewhere. And when I find that tape, it's going up on Supercars Today TV because just a, a great guy, um, incredible stories. Um, that was probably my favorite. My last question for you is the uh, Arkham and Hart Series returning to IRP this weekend. Um, I read into you in 2015, uh, a race that was basically one on tire management. Yep. Um, are you yep. are you kind of expecting yep. the same thing this weekend, uh, or at least with the with the Arkham and Hard Series race? And keep in mind, it's not going to be a night race. It's going to be more of a, of a of a of a twilight kind of race as well. Yeah, I think IRP is always tire management. You, you know, you have no banking to hold the car down. You always got to watch the, the you know sliding through the turns. Um, and I'm just hoping we don't have another situation like you know Pocono because, like you say, it's a twilight. But, you know, that sunset's pretty quick. Pretty pretty soon, all of a sudden, oops, you know, the lights are on, which could definitely drastically change everything. So um, IRP is such a wild card because, you know, it's it's all handling, no banking. You, you, you never know what's going to happen when that, that somebody finds that setup. You know, they're gone. But I think you're going to see a good race. Uh, what is it, 24 cars entered? And, uh, uh, you know, I'm doing PR for Brad Smith. We'll have uh, – collectors and filters on the car this weekend. I appreciate Tim Kreitz uh, reaching out and, uh, you know, giving us a little bit of a hand. And, uh, you know, uh, I think Brad will run pretty decent. I think we'll do pretty good. Kevin, what what do you think about uh, the season ending in Toledo back at home? I, I love it. First off, like I say, I'm from Detroit. <laughs> it's straight down I-75 for me. Nothing against Kansas, but, um, man, that's a long way to go. And, you know, fans are clamoring for tradition. They want to go back to the tradition of the sports. And, again, nothing against Kansas. Love Kansas. The people there are great. You know, I, I love where the track is situated. It's got, you know, you got, I, you've been to Kansas, Rowdy. Yes, you know, I have. you got resta- restaurants and motels and the freeway is right there, and the people are just so friendly when you sign in, and, you know, and the fans are great. But, you know, when you think, you know, you think your tradition of Arca, you don't think Kansas, you know. <laughs> you think Toledo, right? I mean, so, I mean, you know, John Markham, you know, uh, lived right down the street uh, from the Jeep plant there in Toledo. Uh, Arca's mailing address still today is Toledo. So to have it back at the, the short track and the bull ring of Toledo, just, I mean, I wish there were two races there. I understand why they're not doing it, but uh, I'm excited. I, I, w- I wish it was on, you know, Fox Sports 1. It's going to be on MAV again, nothing against MAV, but just, you know, hoping to be against that wider audience. I think we're going to have a good points race going in, too. Uh, looks like Raja and uh, Nick just can't get separated from each other. So. Kevin, I wanted to ask you one more thing. Uh, when you were doing the supercar stuff back in the 90s, uh, can you talk a little bit about what it was like to cover a Pocono doubleheader in 1994 and 1995? How did that go? 
Oh boy, uh, ninety-four was the rain. Was if I'm not mistaken, that was the first rainout. Am I correct? I think it was the first rainout. I think so. Pocono. <laughs> oh boy. Um, like I said before, I was kind of a one-man band, and if I could pick up somebody, you know, to help out, like a you know, like a scene photographer that I'd known, they were willing to help, and they kind of had to keep it hush hush because they were credentialed through NASCAR scene. Um, if I couldn't pick anybody up, I would just have to do my best. And, you know, today you got your phone scoring monitors, and you could see everything on your phone back then. You just had to rely on the track PA. And, you know, there's no way I'm going to walk out to the back stretch when all the all the stuff is happening on the front stretch and on pit road taking pictures. So, uh, I mean, it, you know, you do your pan shots down the front stretch, but you're missing the stuff going on on the tunnel turn and, you know, and let's face it, you know, the fans want to see, okay, they want to see the guy who spun, the guy who wrecked that sequence, and, you know, I, I didn't get him, but um, they they had the rain out, I believe, yeah, you know, like you say, 94, I believe. Fans, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, and I'm kind of glad they're doing that now. You know, they, they're, they're kind of jamming it all in on one weekend, and just like the old days, you know, you run a couple races, you know, uh, you know, two races, two days apart. And uh, we rained out in June. Gee, imagine that. Rained at Pocono. <laughs> Come back in July, and they ran a race on Thursday, and they ran a race on Saturday. Uh, 95, I believe, was also a rain out. I, I clearly remember that day because Mark Gibson, driving Charlie Newby's number seven, uh, came with a Dodge Avenger body. And they were all excited to debut that car in the June race, and they could not do it. Uh, because it rained. So then they had to come back, you know, in July, and then they had to do the, the uh, you know, the race on Thursday and the race on Saturday again. So that's what I remember about, about those two, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Kevin, uh, remember the first race you went to? I do. I remember it clearly. And I know a lot of people are going to say, yeah, right. But it was the 1974 and – Fans, don't get mad at Rowdy. Don't get mad at Kyle. This is the name of the race at the time. It's called the Yankee 400 at Michigan Michigan International Speedway, August of 1974. Uh, my grandfather worked for uh, uh, Pure Oil, which bought, was bought out by Union 76, and he was a like uh, a like a like a like a almost like PR. He would drag the uh, Model T show car out to the races. That's how I got into racing with my dad and, and him. And they drug myself, uh, I'm the oldest, my two younger brothers to the track. And the first time I saw that that that, uh, that fluorescent red and petty blue number 43 go by, I, I was six and a half years old and I knew my life would never be the same. I mean, I, I must have went through every piece of paper in the house drawing that car and others and racing pictorial and stock car racing magazine and my uh, report card looked like a music chart because they just weren't teaching, uh, you know, racing. So <laughs> um, I, I I remember that race to this day. And unfortunately, Richard finished second to uh, David Pearson that day. But, um, yeah, from then on, all racing. It's amazing. How about how your first one... race, guys? How about You tell me about your first race. I want to hear uh, that. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, my first race was a little uh, racetrack in, in Jasper, Alabama, a little quarter-mile bow. And uh, 
they still racing there. It had been closed down, but my first NASCAR event was Talladega in the red mud. Kyle? Kevin, believe it or not, my first race was an ARCA Remax Series race, the Pocono Raceway, Saturday, June 8th, 2002. <laughs> uh, Frank Kimmel basically led the whole race. You might have remembered it. Uh, tire went down on the restart because at the time, ARCA didn't uh, end the race under caution. I think I think that still might be a rule. I don't know. It's Everything has changed. But um, set up a green-white checkered. Tire goes down. Damon Lusk goes on, wins the race. My first NASCAR race was July 28, 2002 at Pocono Raceway. Uh, the Pennsylvania 500, Bill Elliott started on the pole. First lap of the race, uh, Steve Parks slams into the guardrail, flips wildly. And keep in mind, guys, this is coming off his Darlington crash from the year before, um, which really messed him up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, that was my first race, and it rained that day. What, uh, what else was new? But I uh, wound up getting short into 175 laps. And Bill Elliott won the race, and that's when that's when Sterling Marlin was was in in the title chase in the in the at the time the NASCAR Winston Cup <laughs> Series, and uh, you know of course the Kansas crash and the Jamie McMurray Charlotte win, of course that led to that. But um, yeah, that was my first my first few races. Um, but uh, just Kevin, just to to tell you, I did not make the doubleheader in '03. Um, I know you and I have talked about. I've talked to you about that race a lot because there's. I think there's a curse between Hendrick Motorsports and the '87 car of Pocono when it comes to the Arca series. <laughs> I think so. So, I think Kevin, so. What, do you think of, what do you think about North Wilkesboro coming back? You know, I think I, I got a few takes on that. Uh, first off, I understand why they left. I get it. You know, uh, a lot of fans. You know, they you know, they romanticize about things. You know, for example, you know, the last few races of North Wilkesboro were not full. And the same with Rockingham. You know, Rockingham's in the poorest county in North Carolina. People forget that. And yeah. so leading up to the, you know, of course, of course, the last races there were full because everybody knew they were the last races. But before that, they weren't filling up. So, you know, I, I get it. You know, okay, well, you know. We're going to take a race and put it in, uh, you know, Hampshire. We're going to take a race and put it in Texas. Well, then, you know, now fans are going, well, why'd you take a race? Well, where were you? You know? <laughs> so now then they came back and they ran um, ran a couple, what, 2009, 2010. They had some USAR races, late model stuff. And I, I think now the shift is, and who would have thought that the shift has gone away from, you know, high-speed you know, mile, you know, mile and a half tracks back to short track racing. And it's perfect timing. And I think Marcus uh, Smith realized, hey, wait a minute, you know, I better do something because it may affect my other tracks. So he, perfect scenario, he gets money from the state, nothing better than spending somebody else's money, right? (laughs) And, uh, And I always said that, I mean, you know, let's face it, junior, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. basically owns Mooresville. They're probably going to call it Dalesville here pretty soon or Juniorville. But I also said, hey, if this guy took over North Wilkesboro and refurbished it himself, I mean, my gosh, he could do anything in North Carolina and be on top. He'd be, talk about Teflon Don. He'd be Teflon Dale. But they're coming back. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see 
you know, trucks, Xfinity, and ARCA race there. Um, Cup, I don't know. I don't know about that. Um, I hear they're going back to Nashville, it sounds like. But uh, North Wilkesboro, I don't know. What do you guys think? Think Cup's going to go back there? I, I don't think hey. Cup will be, but I'd like to see uh, trucks or maybe Xfinity go back there. What or or, or ARCA, Kyle? Well, Kevin, I had a question for you. Uh, what's your thoughts been on the next gen Cup car? Yeah, I don't think anybody wants to hear my thoughts on it. I'm really not a big fan of it. Um, maybe I got to let it grow on me. I just, you know, I, I just don't feel that you know there's a need to reinvent the wheel. You know, again, I understand where they're coming from. You know, they want to cut down on, you know, lack of a better word, cheating. Uh, but you know, let's face it, there's more stars in the sport than just drivers. You know, you got mechanics, you got car owners. I mean, I mean, you know. Smokey Eunuch and Bud Moore and uh, Chad Knauss, guys like that. I mean, it's not just the drivers. So what are you, what are you kind of doing is you're kind of eliminating another faction that fans can root for. You know, you always got to have the good guys. You always got to have the bad guys, you know. And, and now, you know, they're, they're going to, you know, they're going to disqualify a winner and second place over a piece of tape. <laughs> Come on now. So, again, I get it. You want – I mean, you have to you have to draw the line somewhere. I understand that. But, I, you know, I'm not a big fan yet. I mean, I think it looks like an IMSA car. I mean, fine if you like IMSA, but you know, that's my take on it. What do you guys think? Roddy? Uh, that type situation. But, you know, it says in the rule book, <laughs> any – any altercation of any manufactured part. I just think, yeah. hey, you know, Penske got away with a lot down in Daytona with those rims. But if you heard the <laughs> interview, they went to NASCAR and and talked about their problems with the rims and never got an answer. And they, they went on and did what they did to it. But Yeah. Yeah. Kevin, I've, I've I've liked the next gen car. Um, I don't think it's the greatest season in NASCAR ever. Um, I've no. seen posts about that, um, but you know I know 14 different winners is impressive. I think the record's what 19 in 2002, at least in the modern era. But uh, yeah, um, I mean I, I've liked it. Um, you know I think we've seen guys like Ross Chastain rise to the occasion. Um, you know I know that's a whole other story. And keep in mind, I actually, uh, just so you guys know, I actually wrote about Ross Chastain in the Lee Heighton newspaper in Pennsylvania. So, um, okay, I'll so look I it did up. that. So, yeah, definitely look at my clips. And, uh, yeah, um, Pocono um, in the books now. Um, didn't get to see the cup race, so I can't really give you my analysis. I was there for the next-gen tire test in May. But I did get to see the cup cars practice on Saturday. Um, yeah, I mean I, I mean, I don't mind it. Um, it's different. You know, I, I like the number where it was in the middle, kind of like with the Xfinity and trucks. But uh, it was nice being there, nice uh, representing the Rowdy Maglite Racing Media banner. And, uh, Kevin, will, we, will you be going to Michigan in a few weeks? I will. I'll be doing, uh, I'll be doing Brad Smith's PR. Uh, and, you know, uh, I also write for the Racing Times and uh, Alan Piquette. Um, uh, unfortunately, I don't know if I'll be working with uh, Alan there, uh, but, uh, you know, what don't I do? Jeez, peace. We got so much going on. 
you know, I can't juggle, you know, with my hands, but I sure can't seem to juggle with everything else, it seems like. So are you going to be there, Rowdy? No, no. I've got a little me- medical thing I'm dealing with, and i got to stay out of the sun. But I, everything's okay. good. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry to hear uh, that. Well, it's, it's, it's a minor thing. He's going to come be, to Pocono. Yeah, it kind of got washed away. Yeah. But it, it, I'm on the uh, mend, and hopefully everything's headed in the right direction. Uh, Kyle and uh, yeah. Kevin, I didn't understand the question. I missed part of that. We were talking about the uh, the new car next gen. You know, I, I kind of like the racing myself. Now, I'm like you. It, it cuts out a lot of cheating if you leave the manufacturer parts alone. <laughs> Kyle and I have talked about I mean, Again, I get... Go ahead. Yeah, you know, I get what they're doing, you know. I mean, NASCAR wants, they want everybody to win. I understand that. And, you know, a lot of, again, a lot of fans romanticize about how great, you know, how great it was back in the day and all this kind of stuff. They don't want to get back into another, you know, factory war, you know, where you, you know. I mean, we saw what happened in the 60s and the 70s. They want to stay away from that. I understand that. But, you know, somebody made a good point once. You know, you, you always need that kind of that guy that dominates. And then you got to have people chasing them. And then they catch him. And then somebody else comes and dominates. And you got a guy who catches him and then he dominates. I mean, look at, look at what this, what happened with the sport with Dale Earnhardt. And then Jeff Gordon came along and then you had, and then you had Jimmy Johnson come along. I get it. You know, they didn't want five in a row. I understand. But you know, I, I but then to, to just, totally reinvent everything i i don't know i uh, i guess got to grow on me i guess <laughs> like everything else i guess i didn't like the uh i didn't like the composite body at first either and then it grew on me pretty right there quick with you. I, I, but you know what i'll tell you man when i was in daytona oh my god those cars are so loud i don't know how in the world they live in those live with those things in those cars I, I, they had a restart late in the race and I was walking out from the media center to go watch the end of the race on the front stretch. And they threw the green flag. They all hit the gas at the same time. And, and literally I, I could feel the ground shake and I don't remember that ever happening before, you know? So it's, whew, those are loud. <laughs> they thunder through there. Absolutely. I uh, know exactly. <laughs> New cars. Yeah. Exactly. Oh boy. Well, Kevin, man, I appreciate Kevin. it. Go ahead, Kyle. What, what what are your thoughts on Taylor Greer? Are you sold on him? Uh, he won a Super Speedway debut and he's won the last two weeks. Uh, what do you what do you, what are your thoughts on him? Taylor Gray, you know I haven't watched enough of him to kind of form a uh, uh, an opinion on him, but I mean I guess his record speaking for himself. First off, he's with a great team. You know, Gilliland Racing is you know do this. They're you know they're they're dotting all the i's and crossing all the t's. You know. Uh, you know, got Frank Kimmel on that team as a, as a general mechanic, believe it or not, and even the crew chief, you know, so you got that, you know, you got, uh, you got that kind of depth right there. And he's, uh, he's, he's, the results are speaking for themselves. So, um, yeah, we'll see, uh, you know, you know, board back has been, uh, obviously behind him. Uh, we'll see. What do you think? It's a good question. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. It's a really, um, 
Man, it's been been a lot of questions tonight. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> just a lot, a lot on my mind tonight with the Arkham Menard series and the and Pocono. But uh, Rowdy, what do you think? Hey, come I'm, back to me, <laughs> Kevin. Man, I'm just glad you come on tonight. It was part of the show. Uh, it's been I, fun. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, it has. It's it's good to just bench race, you know, for a little while, just to. Just to kind of, you know, bounce some ideas back and forth, you know, people that know what they're talking about, people that love the sport, you know. Um, you know, you don't, we don't get a chance to do much at the track because, you know, the schedules are tight. So, uh, you know, this kind of format really uh, lends itself to some, you know, good old-fashioned bench racing, you know. So I appreciate well, you having me on. Gavin, and, and we talked earlier today about this. Isn't it, it's awesome to just hang around a, a bunch of people that want to be winners all the time. I mean, it's hard to describe people when they go, man, you go to races all the time and hang out. I said, you just don't understand where we go and what we do. And it's contagious. You know, you get to see, you get to see the start to the finish. You know, you get to see it play out. You know, you get to see the strategy. You get to see the, you know, I mean, and if and if some of us are there early enough, you get to see them unload, you know, and and start setting up the pits and you know and and running gas and you know pulling tires out of you know out of the stack and restacking them because of stagger and then then the culmination is you know the guy jumps out of the car and you know like Ryan Newman I, I don't you know I don't they say that grown men shouldn't cry but I'm sorry any of you guys out there that say you didn't cry. When Newman pulled up in victory lane at Stafford in that SRX race, and his girls, you know, were crying too. You're liars, <laughs> you know. So I agree with you, Roddy. Yeah, that's, that's hey, pretty awesome. Kevin, talk a little bit about that quick, because you were there. Yeah, uh, I actually did two SRX races. My first one was in South Boston, uh, and I'd never been there, and I always wanted to go to South Boston. Uh, and then my second was Sharon. Uh, you know, the Blaney's track uh, north of Youngstown there uh, this past Saturday. And I'm telling you, telling you what, um, SRX is doing it right. They're, they've got the high-energy announcers. they got the cars that, you know, you're not fighting over arrow. you got um, autograph sessions. You know, you got, uh, you know, where the drivers are sticking around. And, matter of fact, Tony Stewart is the one that, you know, they'll have it like from, say, two to four or whatever. Well, Stewart will extend them and say, hey, if I'm doing it, you guys better do it no matter how hot it is out. They got good competition. They got a great TV deal. They got the personalities um, and good racing. You know, I, I you know, um, you know, they all say, oh, well, you know, the winner should be the champion. Well, Marco Andretti only won one uh, heat race, didn't win any features, but he won the title. And, you know, uh, I mean, I don't want to get into that, but <laughs> um, I think it's a great series. Um Hopefully it, it extends on next year. They got Don Hawk running it now, and I mean he's a he's a champion builder. He, you know he made Dale Earnhardt what he is. So uh, let's see. I think uh, I think you guys are probably with me that it's real good racing. Uh, they've had some drama, you know. So we'll see if they go on. You know what they'll do next year. Kevin, I remembered your question. I just want to say I think Taylor Gray is a little bit better than Tanner um, from what I've seen. <laughs> Um, you know, I mean, Tanner's run good in some ARCA races and in some truck races, but I think Taylor Gray is just a little bit better. Um, you know, now with the Ford Mustang being in the ARCA Menard Series, um, it's 
been very powerful. So, um, you know, dominated the race of Pocono and, you know, uh, winning in the Super Speedway debut and back-to-back wins also in mid-Ohio as well. Yeah, that's contagious. You know, he's he's got that taste now. It's kind of like that shark, you know, he gets that taste of blood in the water. Well, you know, when a driver wins, same thing. He's like, okay, I got two now, now I want three, now I want four. And, and uh, again, like I said before, you know, David Gilliland Racing, you know, good outfit, great, you know, a lot of depth on uh, that team with all the talent they got in that garage. So, uh, yeah, we'll see. Uh, you know, I, I wish that more – I mean, ARCA is obviously built as a training series, and I just wish more guys would, you know, go on to be, you know, cup champions. You know, we don't see that a lot. Like, you know, uh, you know, the last cup champion that was, was an ARCA champion was, was Benny Parsons, you know. So, and that was 68, 69. I mean, yeah, they don't have the beach champions, but it sure would be nice. <laughs> it, it... That's that's been a while ago. I didn't realize that, uh, Kevin. It's it's. I mean, think about that. I mean, I was born in '67, <laughs> so that's you know that's my whole lifetime. You know. Yeah. And and I I don't know why that is. Uh, there's no way you can put your finger on it. You you have to have a training series like ARCA. You just have to. Um, you know. I mean, look back to I mean this to you guys, but let's look back to 56. They had the wreck at Le Mans and killed all those people. Well, auto racing almost died that day. You know, I mean, right. it was worldwide news and it just shocked the world. Well, it wasn't a couple of years later. Well, what? Three, four years later, Daytona has a 60, what is it? 60, 59 car wreck in the modified race. And I'm sure Bill Francis is going, oh no, here we go again. You know, and, and let's face it, fans want to see wrecks, but they don't want to see nobody hurt. So you have a 60-car wreck, you know it's going to be worldwide news. So France had to create a training ground. And a lot of people don't know this, but for quite a while, Del France and John Markham didn't speak. <laughs> so I don't know who buried the hatchet first. They came together and said, hey, you know, these guys got to get experience on this track here because it didn't been nothing like it. And, you know, they're going to have to get experience somewhere doing 200 miles an hour Let's put it under the ARCA banner instead of the NASCAR banner. And for Bill France, it was a brilliant move, you know. So, um, and, our, and Markham needed the speedways at the time. That's where racing was going. Uh, he wasn't on the, the big super speedways. He was on all the short tracks. And uh, he wasn't going to get into a Darlington probably, and he certainly wasn't going to get into a, a Daytona without France. So it, uh, it's worked out well for both, I believe. And uh, I just, like I said, I don't know why there haven't been more our champions going to be cup champions. Lately, we're having winners, you know, like Chase Briscoe and, and, and Chris Buescher and, you know, guys like that that have won an ARCA and now are winning cup races. Just need to get an ARCA champ to win a, a cup title. <laughs> well, I'm thinking there's one just started in cup that might be the first one. And he's been wheeling that car for Gibbs. <laughs> that kid's been put on some kind of clinic with Ty Gibbs, has he not, Kevin? He's uh, boy, that that kid. He uh, <laughs> I remember <laughs> at the 2019 banquet, uh, Coy got up, you know, Ty's dad, 
and, you know, uh, and said, you know, Ty had already run some East and West races. And he said, hey, any problems on the track? I'm just a car owner. I don't want to hear about it. (laughs) And I think once Ty kind of, I think he's had a pretty quick learning experience. Uh, And I think Martinsville, I think, really woke him up to what you should and shouldn't do. And uh, I think once he gets his, you know, his, Tony Glover said this once about Ernie Irvin. I'd rather have a driver I got to calm down than I got to fire up. And that's what you have in Ty Gibbs. And the, the kid is just unbelievable talent. And I think you're right. I think that kid's going to go on to be a multi-time champion. And just between you and me and your listening audience, you know, hmm, he's driving that 23 car, huh? Okay. Wonder why. <laughs> You know, wink, wink. I'll leave it at that. You, you conspiracy theorists can, you know, run with that. But uh. <laughs> exactly. Well, Kevin, man, appreciate you spending time with us tonight. Sir, Truly. honor. Thanks for having me on, Kyle. I appreciate you having me on. We, we, Kyle and I get to talk all the time in messaging and texting. But you know, it's good to have this little round table here. Like I say, uh, chewing the fat over uh, our, you know, the best sport in the whole wide world, auto racing. Absolutely, Arkham Menard Series. Kevin, we got to get on your show. You know it. Thanks yeah, a lot, yeah, Kevin. well, yeah. We're going to we're gonna have to figure that out. It's, yeah, it's not a live one, but we'll have to sit down somehow and figure out, you know, an interview format, and uh, we'll go from there sometime, yeah. Absolutely. I do them, you know, I, I like to sit in the same room with people, so... I've never done a – I'm going to have to learn Zoom someday. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we'll figure it out. We'll do it sometime. Absolutely. I'm like you, Kevin. I like to look at a guy dead on, not through a screen. <laughs> but oh, it, man, been, body it, language been, and yeah. tone of voice. <laughs> it's been different, Zoom. But thanks a lot again, oh, yeah. uh, Kevin. <laughs> Looking forward to seeing you at the racetrack. Guys. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, and, uh, you know, we'll see you at the track. All right. Thanks, Kevin. There are 16 spots in the playoffs and just one track left. Well, not just any track. Daytona. A last chance to keep playoff hopes alive and for fans to experience an event unlike any other. NASCAR Weekend at Daytona International Speedway. August 26th and 27th. Get your tickets now at DaytonaInternationalSpeedway.com. Kevin Swarzy. Thanks, Kevin, for calling in. Kyle, thanks for having that, getting that all set up. It was really good tonight. And I just want to let you know, Rowdy, that uh, Tim McCready won a Super Dirt Car Series heat at Orange County Fair Speedway. So uh, looking really good so far. And uh, maybe a victory is in sight tonight for the, for the New York native we we he's been on listen that guy's on fire this year Kyle we got to get uh Tim on the show Rowdy, I'd like to hear about his stock car days that's what I'm really interested in hearing when he was at Richard Childress racing that's something I'd like to hear from him I'd like to welcome to the Rowdy Maglite show Brad Perez welcome Brad Hey how's it going guys uh good to be here well, so, uh, Brad, you're making your first Xfinity Series race at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on the road course. Uh, how you prepared yourself for that? Uh, actually, I'm kind of in the 
middle of it right here. I'm actually in the airport right now watching a couple of onboards. Uh, luckily enough, they had some onboards last year with uh, Cindric and Haley and Will Rogers. So I've been watching a lot of those and um, getting some advice from a couple of buddies, Preston Pardis, Josh Balicki, uh, a lot of guys I'm close with. And really just a little bit of eye racing, but it really doesn't really compare that much to the real thing. So uh, mostly advice and, and just prepping myself. So uh, you got a little bit of experience at the uh, Circus of America, uh, Brad. What, what did you think about it? I mean, that's a that's a badass racetrack. I mean, it's um, tough because it's super high speed, but it requires a lot of hard braking. Um, I feel like it's actually a lot similar to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course um, as far as, you know, need to be on the brakes hard, but it's also a fast track, a lot of low-speed corners. Um, so I feel like definitely – it's something I've, I've done before, even though it's something new, but I'm uh, ready for the challenge. So uh, what's it going to feel like to be on the uh, Indi- the famous Indianapolis Motor Speedway? Oh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked on it. I, uh, I've been working uh, that race since about 2018. Um, you know, I've uh, worked a lot of Xfinity Series races and, and a couple at IMS and Definitely not always been the best experiences as a crew member at IMS, but uh, for sure I'm I'm really excited to actually take to the track for the first time. Hey Brad, you have Kyle here. Uh, first of all, thanks a lot for responding back. I appreciate you setting up this time. Uh, my first question for you is: uh, We had two road course races on the Indianapolis Motor Speedway road course. What have you seen out of both? Have you watched the film, and what have you seen out of those races so far? Um, honestly, as far as the racing goes, I'm not really concerned. I, I know uh, just being at all these road course races as a, as a worker, you kind of see a lot. That ends up being kind of a bloodbath. I mean, when you're a team like us, like if you're NBA Motorsports, I mean, the, the whole point of it is really just to have a good day. Um, you know, we need to get valuable points, put us back in the bonus, and that'll speak dividends for, for them, you know, being able to continue this year and for me and, and being able to get some more opportunities. So as far as how the race will play out, you know, we're probably going to do it more conservative, but really the, our focus is qualifying. Um, we are the team kind of out of it. We are uh, 37th and owner's point 13 is, so we do not, we cannot rely on a provisional. All the guys behind us are the Hendrick, Junior Motorsports, and uh, Brandon Brown in the 47, so he's in the show. So uh, my goal here is really to qualify top 33 and put the thing in the show. My second question for you is, can you talk a little bit about your ARCA debut last year at Watkins Glen? Uh, you know, we're going to have Dylan Smith coming on it later on today. Uh, making his ARCA debut at IRP. I mean, what, what was that like for you? And, you know, running up in such a stacked race at Watkins Glen with, guys, with drivers like Chase Briscoe, Brandon Jones, uh, Ty Gibbs, Corey Heim. I mean, that that's a really that was a really stacked race you were a part of. Um, I'm kind of glad because, uh, you know, I feel like in my life I've been in a situation where I've had to race against super stacked fields before. <laughs> Um, you know, in Coda, I had the chance to go home there and, and we qualified in the field at, at uh, the Glen there. You know, I had a 30-car field for an ARCA race, which is absolutely unheard of. Um, in, in, in Spec Miata, I used to race against 50, 70-car fields. So it's, it's not something I'm not used to as far as having to race against a stack field. That just honestly builds character, I think. Um, you know, that ARCA debut was awesome. It was just such fun going from the back. We, we almost went into the top 10 at one point before we had those issues. So um, that was a, 
is an unbelievable experience. Definitely everything surrounding it, you know, I never, never believed that that would happen. So even getting to do this is uh, just, I feel like almost part two of that, of that uh, specific moment. My last question is, uh, realistically, um, you, you mentioned it earlier, you have to qualify top 33. Uh, where, where do you think do you think you're capable of this? I mean, you, you've seen the 13 start at ninth at Charlotte. I mean, you see maybe yourself maybe getting a really good starting spot for that race, you know, knowing all the experience, the prior experience that you have. Well, I, uh, I've done, trust me, that's probably the thing that's on my mind the most. Uh, I, I've looked up the... The car from last year at Indy Road Course, Austin Hill, um, put in the show. Um, you know, Will Rogers uh, qualified 28th at uh, Red America in this car, uh, this specific car. So uh, I just, I, I, I want to believe myself. You know, I really, I really think I'm, I'm capable of doing it. Um, it's just a matter of going out there and performing to the best of my ability, and, and you know, and just praying. Hopefully, hopefully it all comes through. Well, Brad, you know, you, you're on uh, Camper World. You're a tire specialist for Radcliffe Motorsports. Isn't that correct? Correct. With that being said, uh, what can you rely on like tire? You, I mean, you're going into Xfinity. You kind of know, know what to expect that, that tire is going to do there. Uh, does that give you a little bit of an edge being tire specialist? Yeah, um, I think really what, what kind of put it together is so the tire that we're using at Indy is the same tire that we've run at Coda, uh, same thing, same tire that we've run at Mid Ohio. So it's um, it's a similar tire compound that we've run across the, the bottom two series. <coughs> Hello, same tire that we've been using all year on the road courses. So um, on top of you know driving it, I've been able to drive that tire. I've also been able to uh, see how that tire does from behind the wall. So. Um, definitely, it's a, it's a really good advantage to be able to see the data and, and back it up with what you felt. So, uh, really excited for that, and I think that'll give me a little edge. Uh, I'll understand what the tire does, but definitely those guys that do it every week have a little bit more of an advantage than I do. Brad, what's your plan for Friday? I know it's Xfinity practice and qualifying for the Pennzoil 150. After that, uh, what, what time do you expect that you're going to get a Lucas Oil? Uh, raceway. Um, it's the return of the truck series there for the first time in 11 years, and also for ARCA, who have, who have been there in, well, in a few years at least for them. So uh, I have no idea when I'm going to leave the track after qualifying. Hopefully I'll be happy after qualifying. Um, but um, just as soon as uh, we get everything wrapped up and, and whatever I have to do, because uh, those cars got to go an impound after, um, then I'll head my way over to Lucasville. I talked to the Rackley War guys, and they got it covered, but I'll go ahead and help a little bit for the race with the support. Well, Brad, Brad, with that being said, you want to throw out some thanks to the guys that are going to help you at the Xfinity Series. Make that happen. Oh, absolutely. Apex Coffee Roasters out of Waco, Texas. Uh, Brett Jameson, thank you for, for believing me. Michael Satterfield, Satterfield Group, uh, one of his buddies who's, who's helping him do this, and um, Rich Lawson from Green Tech Energy. Thanks for, for hearing out all those times where I'm on the phone where I'm like, man, I don't think we're going to do this. And, and he's uh, always there in my corner trying to help me um, progress my career. Carl Long, NBM Motorsports, Johnny Jackson. Thank you guys for the opportunity. I mean, I, they did not have to say yes to this. I mean, they're in a very peculiar situation. You know, they could easily put a ringer in that they know is going to put in the show, but they believed in me. So 
um, shout out to them, shout out to Will Rogers, Josh Rayoon, you know, everybody involved into getting me to this point. And uh, morning, really excited like to get this going. What well, about your sponsors, Brian? Yep, yeah, that I shouted out my sponsors, yeah, Apex okay. Coffee, Green Tech Energy, yeah. All right, Brad. Uh, one more thing. Where can they follow you to keep up with you in your career and and and, and also in the, the uh, stroke series? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, I tweet a lot. Too much. Um, Brad X Perez. I use Instagram quite a bit. Not, not as much as Twitter though, but uh, at uh, Brad U H Brad on Instagram and uh, most everywhere else I don't really use. So <laughs> those two. All right, Brad. Thanks a lot. Brad Perez making his first Xfinity race at Indianapolis. Thanks a lot, Brad. Thank you, guys. Thank you. All right, Kyle. Brad is landed in Indianapolis and preparing now for weekend. I just want to say a big thank you to uh, Brad Perez and Dylan Smith, uh, both making their series, respective series debuts. Uh, hopefully, uh, like we said, um, Brad Perez can get the number 13 car in the show. Uh, they qualified ninth at Charlotte with Timmy Hill. And also uh, Matt Jaskell had, a, I think it was 18th at Portland so in the 13 car. So that, that car is definitely capable of making the race, like you said. Uh, Austin Hill made the race with that same car in Indianapolis last year. So, um, good story. Um, you know, one of the whole Hattori cars. So, um, I'm interested to see qualifying tomorrow on uh, USA Network. And uh, looking forward to the race, the Pennzoil 150 at the Brickyard. Uh, I've, I've liked it, Rowdy. I've liked the, having the, the road course. I know it's not on the oval, but I like the road course race. I feel like it's been a little more exciting. And uh, hopefully the curbs are fixed this time. We don't have, that's not an issue. Um, but, uh, you know, I mean, I mean, you look at that past winners, you know, you look at A.J. Allmendinger, who won the race last year. Rowdy, I was at A.J. Allmendinger's first cup win at Watkins Glen in August 2014. So I uh, never thought I'd see A.J. Allmendinger win a cup race again, but uh, it happened. So, um, you know, he's close to Circuit of the Americas this year. Um, and I liked how Dylan Smith talked about A.J. and hanging out with them, uh, you know, with A.J.'s success in Champ Car in 2006 before going over to NASCAR and, you know, I'm interested to see how Dylan does in the O2 for Young's Motorsports. A very fast car uh, on the pole, like you mentioned, with uh, Leyland Holling Honeyman at, at I think it was Five Flags. And uh, you know, uh, looking, I think it's going to be a good ARCA race, Rowdy. It's going to be a little different than it has been in the past. Usually, it's been like a 9 p.m. Eastern start. It's going to be a 6 p.m. Yeah. Eastern start, so going to be a little slick. And uh, we'll see what happens when the lights come on. We'll see if the track changes at all. And uh, you know, then we got the truck race afterwards. Their first time it's in 11 be, years, and then uh, Friday night will be a good night for racing. At our pace, it is going to be a, a really good night. And I, uh, Track Enterprises, where you can get your tickets. If, if you ain't got your tickets, it's going to be a good time. You can grab them for race day. Uh, Kyle, appreciate it, man. Any closing words for the night? Well, Rowdy Pocono's in the books. Uh, now we look forward to Indianapolis and Michigan, Richmond. So we hit we hit some of those tracks on the schedule. And um, not sure my next race. You know, looking at Kutztown uh, Action Track USA uh, next Wednesday. Um, that's that's on, that might be on the docket tonight. Uh, 
Thursday night, uh, Orange County Fair Speedway, the Super Dirt Car Series returns. Uh, like I said, Tim McCready won his heat race, so not too bad. So, uh, PA Posse quick, uh, Lance DeWeese beat the Outlaws at Williams Grove Friday night. Brad Sweet got his first World of Outlaws Williams Grove win on Saturday night. So, uh, Kyle Larson guy also ran a Port Royal last Wednesday and led every lap and won. So, um, that's kind of what's been going on. Uh, we're kind of in the heart of the season now. Uh, I know the All-Star Circuit of Champions will be back at Bloomsburg on Wednesday, August 24th. I hope to be there for that, this, the final race of their year. And uh, looking forward to some of these events coming up, Rowdy, hitting the, the local short tracks. And, you know, um, wish we could have got you to Port Royal. Uh, you know, Big Diamond, Sealands Grove. But I, I know in, within time we'll, we'll make it happen. Some really good facilities here in Pennsylvania and a lot of dirt tracks around. Absolutely, Kyle. Looking forward to, to that day, my friend. Uh, thanks again for the card and the two little guy cash. Tell your mom thanks. Kyle, uh, you know, shout out to Alex for calling in. Uh, Brad Perez calling in. Dylan Smith calling in. The Mamba. And uh, I knew it was going to be a long show with Kevin because he's got a lot of history and a lot to talk about, Kyle. So uh, thanks again. Rowdy, I like that he preserves racing history. That's that's something I, I really enjoyed out of him and, you know, the way we talk about it, old races, you know, whether it's been ARCA or Cup, any series. Um, you know, like you mentioned, I do have a big collection of, of races. Um, you know, from, you know, we've traded and, um, you know, I've, Rowdy, I, I will say I, 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 have, I did find the first ever ARCA race that I went to at Pocono. I, I, I had to go all and look in about ten different places and found somebody who had that race and never saw the TV broadcast until I got it. So pretty cool. And uh, now that I get to see that, you know, going to my, my first ever race ever was ARCA, no shock. But, uh, yeah, Rowdy, um, you know, that, that's why I like Kevin a lot. You know, he's good with racing history and, you know, his knowledge is really good and, you know, he definitely has it for sure. Alright, Kyle. I'm kind of laying low for a little while. Uh, I think I'm, my next big event is going to be August Daytona. Rowdy, who wins this weekend? Oh. Ew. Uh... I'm going to go throw a wild card out there, Alex Bowman. Why? It's just different, Kyle. Grand good at Coda. <laughs> I, I thought so, too. Running the Xfinity I, race for Hendrick Motorsports in India as well. Yep. I think Remember, they almost, well won at, they almost won Road America with Larson. I think he does well on flat tracks, but Well, next time, Rowdy. Absolutely, Kyle.